Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of Right Now. Here today to introduce you to someone who is an educator, artist, photographer, and a cultural artifact keeper. But all of those titles aside, they also identify themselves by their living situation. Hi, my name's Irina Alejo, and I'm a third-generation renter in San Francisco. Irina Alejo grew up in the Mission before being priced out and moving to the Excelsior. And they see their position as a lifelong renter as a continuation of their family's housing history. My grand-aunt moved to the East Bay in 1959, and that started out my identity as a renter across these three generations. They also identify as an artist. They're a part of a collective called Appendix, which is an Asian-American, queer, and gender non-conforming group of folks from all around the Bay Area. Arena focuses on photography and uses art to take a critical look at the city that they grew up in, taking shots of everything from candid photos of people eagerly awaiting their chance to speak at city hall meetings to a photo series on their favorite trash can, using it as a focal point to tell the story of how life is changing all around it. You can check out their work in the forthcoming book, A History of Renting, and you can hear them talk all about it in just a sec. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.
Arena Alejo's photos are of people practicing civic engagement at City Hall and images of gentrification shown through discarded items. But Arena says their art all began with their family's story. It really started for me when I moved back home from college and then my grandpa, yeah, his health declined and he passed away. We were priced out of the mission. And as a lot of families, families, low-income families, families of color moved out to the Excelsior. Throughout that whole time, I was still developing my photographic practice. And I was realizing that I was channeling my grief through photos of trash, blight, varying stages of displacement, gentrification, and community resilience to combat that. When people talk about displacement, gentrification, it's usually the story of people, but you've managed to tell the story through objects. Do you have a specific object that exemplifies one of the stories that you've told through your photography? There's this bus stop that has the 29 Sunset and the 49 Venice bus that I take, and there's always this trash can that I've stood next to for the last 17 years. It's one of those older dark green cement trash cans that are across San Francisco. And it's seen this one property across the street that has been a grocery store in the 1950s. It was recently a preschool. And during 2019, there was an opportunity tax zone that approved that lot to be converted into housing. And it's great news that it's housing the only thing is that surrounding community do not exactly feel that that housing reflects their needs because it's mostly market rate. Yeah, there's there's so many things that are happening that objects can see. You know, it's like if walls could talk. What's the value of taking photos of the same object over and over? I know it's a matter of noticing small differences, but what does that mean? These subtle changes, what do they actually tell you? It's not noticeable across two days that I take a picture of the same trash can. I can relate it to, say, listening to the same song in different parts of my life or across seasons. My relationship with that song and those lyrics change. And it's same for the trash can. There's a lot of, there's a lot of resilience and power in sitting and listening and watching, which my work is about. Um, I'm not a photographer that puts out my work out all the time. Um, I'm really slow. There's a certain timing to when I realize the relevance of a particular photo or a series. Before I move forward, I got to ask, how is it even possible in this day and age that you could have patience and not post a photo right after taking it? Like, <laughs> like come on, I take a picture of my phone and I'm like, I pull my car over and instantly want to post it on Twitter. That's where the term right now-ish comes from. It's like, I want to, you know, keep people updated. So how do you hold on to the photos? How did you develop that practice? Sometimes it, it's just the issue of being a pack rat and realizing that, oh my goodness, I have so many archives. I think in the long term of how the impact of something that I'll post uh, will be understood and how it will be perceived over time. While I, I do have folks who are like, Irina, where's the picture you took of us at a community action like five years ago? I have it. I'm learning how to, as an archivist, and I do want to go to school for that uh, in library science, is how do we take time and put grace and care into how we tell stories? And sometimes it takes time. That is so important. Like context, context, context. Like we tell these one-off stories every day, the news breaks, but it, it's a matter of kind of broader 
scope perspective on situations happening and being able to put one incident in context. And I, I try as much as I can to do that within my column, but still I have to put something out once a week, you know? The concept of being an archivist and long-term sitting on something, letting something age like wine. In this time where everybody's so readily posting, like I, I, hats off to you for being able to do that and seeing the importance of it. You worked at an elementary school, correct? I worked at my old school, so my old elementary and middle school as an after-school program teacher. So I taught photography and ethnic studies and urban planning. I was teaching students about the importance of taking pictures of their favorite landmarks in South of Market because they're disappearing. There's this one, one favorite, uh, I guess, like joint that they like called All Star Donuts. And everyone, you know, wants to skip school, get fried chicken and fries there. And it's going to be, you know, demolished to become a hotel in, in the near future. And so part of my education work with students is take pictures, remember, because it could be important in helping share that these places are important to us as a community. It also, it dawns on me that you're three generations deep of studying the perspective of being a renter in San Francisco, but you're also teaching the next generation. I am not the only one doing that. And that's all, that's everyone's jobs. Children are, they're the culture bearers. We have to take care of them. I, I just think about how to be respectful of these narratives that we must continue supporting so that there's momentum in what equity looks like all over and also not dim my light, but just be in support of that momentum. There's always a sense of impermanence in housing, but I feel at home because of the people that make that home. And it's through this awareness of our rights as tenants. It's through building with each other. And especially now it's so relevant because we're not sure what the governor and the whole country is doing about evictions and people being able to have unemployment. It's just an uncertain time. What's certain is that we can educate ourselves and build together. The value of community, you can't like put a price tag on it at all. Do you think about it in terms of 20 years from now, 50 years from now? It's just interesting because I think sometimes there are people like me who are slow. <laughs> uh, but then I also see that as a power and also a privilege to be a timekeeper and as an oracle because these are testaments to what community power can look like. Even just pictures of community members who are monolingual Spanish and they have a translator and they're speaking to the Board of Supervisors about the need to have affordable housing in our neighborhood. There's more power in telling our own stories and reclaiming them. Even having a camera app on your phone is a start to document that. There's such a depth to knowing who we are when we take history into our own hands. Big thanks to Arena Alejo for sharing your work with us. Again, Arena is planning on releasing a book called A History of Renting this coming fall. To keep up with that project and all of Arena's work, follow them on Instagram at Arena C. Alejo. And that's spelled E-R-I-N-A-C-A-L-E-J-O. Thank you to our production team. That's Ashley Ann Craigbaum, Asal Asanapur, Jessica Plachik, Rob Spate, and our engagement team, Lena Blanco, Sarah Pineda, Vita Kong, and Kiana Mogadum. And the higher-ups at KQED, Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. 
extra thanks to Vita Kong for giving us the idea for this episode. As a reminder to you out there listening right now, you too can nominate a guest for an upcoming episode. Go to kqed.org slash right nowish and fill out the form. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Y'all be well. Peace. Right Nowish is a KQED production. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randadid Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.